Hey guys, before I get into my own podcast episode, I want to take a second and have you guys check out Relation Sips with my girl Claire. It's like having one too many drinks with your friends and you start oversharing your life and all of your relationship issues. Don't be cute at a time like this. She airs every Thursday on all major podcast platforms, uh, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Relation Sips Pod. That's spelled R E L A T I O N S I P S P O D. Go check her out. Make sure you have something to sip on. Cheers. The fuck was that? and welcome back to Alcohol You Later, where chances are I will never call, but I always appreciate the drink. I'm your girl, Cece, and today's episode is Real Life, I'm a Poly. I'll be talking to Sagan Morrow, who has a degree in rhetoric, writing, and communications, with a degree of, uh, excuse me, with a decade of experience as a freelance writer and editor. Sagan is a hobbyist burlesque dancer and identifies as a polyamorous. She writes contemporary new adult uh, romance novels and shares about her new writing journey in the Indie Author Weekly podcast. When she is not writing books, Sagan teaches online courses to empower other solopreneurs as they grow their own successful business, specializing in productivity and time management for uh, multi-passionate creatives. Sagan, welcome and thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, girl, you do a lot of shit, it seems like. Just, you got a lot going on. Like, how are you, how are you juggling all of this? Like, I don't This I is don't why understand. I teach people how to <laughs> how to juggle it all. Yeah, I'm definitely the epitome of a multi-passionate creative. I like, I like doing all the things. I see that. I really see that. I might need you, like, we might have to talk after this, like, show, because I might need you in my life to... To help me get it together, because I'm not good at that. But um, uh, let's get into this. Please, 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 please explain to me um, what polyamorous is, because I tried to do my research on this before we got to this episode, and it is fucking confusing. Like, it is so confusing. So hopefully you can put it in a better perspective for me. Well... The idea behind polyamory is essentially um, the concept of being able to connect with and love and have multiple romantic relationships simultaneously. That, you know, really in essence is what it's all about. Um, So it is, so in our society, the norm is to have monogamous relationships and to be with one person in a romantic setting um, at a time and then 
you know, if you want to be with someone else, then you end your current relationship to go be with that other person. And so polyamory is more the idea that you can be with multiple people simultaneously. And the way that you feel about one person doesn't take away how you feel about another person. And it's really, it's a very ethical, honest, consensual practice. So it's really rooted in, um, the, the very important part of it is that it's very rooted in the fact that everyone involved knows what's happening. So everyone is aware that you are, you know, that you have multiple romantic relationships um, with other people. So if they weren't aware, you know, then it's, then it's cheating and then it's not ethical. So that's kind of the big difference between it. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, it seems like communication would be like a huge, huge part in having this type of relationship. Um, but you, they don't necessarily. So like, so basically all three of you guys would be like in a relationship in this type of setup. So it's kind of neat because with polyamory and with ethical non-monogamy in general, there's so many different styles of it, which is probably part of why you were just like, oh, this is kind of confusing. There's so many different ways that people can go about it. So sometimes people will be in a relationship with a couple of other people. So it'll be three people and they'll all kind of be in a relationship together. Mm -hmm. um, the way that I practice polyamory is much more of a one-on-one -on -one sort of situation. So I have my spouse and we are in a relationship and then I date other people who, you know, I have a relationship with them, but they don't have a relationship with my spouse, if that makes sense. Okay, it does. So it's almost like, but in some, like, so some people would view it as like, you basically like have like a side piece, like on the side. Like that's how, when I was reading it, like when I was doing this research, that's what I I like literally took it. I'm like, oh, okay, this seems cute. I can have like my boyfriend, like my main one, like, and then here's my side guy over here. But the difference is how you're explaining it is my side guy knows about my relationship that I'm also with, with my main man. And we're in, you know, my my relationships if I had a side dude and a main dude they would not know about each other you know what I mean I'd be yeah. like mm, this is a secret <laughs> okay all right that yeah that is but that it, is starting to like make sense yeah it very much it is sort of that concept of like having someone on the side but yeah everyone everyone knows and you know and again like it, it sort of depends on the relationship and the people involved because some people are really into the concept of not having a hierarchy. So in that case, right. everyone is sort of um, is invested equally into all of the relationships, um, okay. which, you know, in my case, it's a little bit different because like my spouse and I, we live together um, and we we do kind of consider each other our like primary relationship um right. so when we're dating other people they're you know kind of like you know secondary which some right. people don't really like the like to call it but that's kind of the reality and so it's really important when we are dating other people that you know everyone is aware of that so that they know that up front right yeah so that was going to be my question um he can go like so he can basically go and have like a side person too then like that yeah. you're aware about like and then so what how is that how does that differ from being in 
an open relationship then? Is that basically what it is? You know, it's very, like, it's it's kind of a type of open relationship. Um, okay. Open relationships can, and again, and sometimes, like, the definitions can get tricky, right? Because everyone has their own sort of way of defining things and their own way of labeling stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Polyamory tends to be a lot more about the relationship aspect and um having having an emotional investment in another person whereas open relationships tend to be a little bit more maybe about like the sexual side of things um so that's kind of an interesting piece about polyamory it's like it's very much about the about connecting with other people on a variety of levels it's not you know it's not just just it's not yeah it's not just sex it's a wide variety of things. It's all about the relationship. Okay. Yeah. So you're in a relationship now with your spouse. Yeah. And then do you have another relationship that you're also in right now too? Um, At the moment I'm like, I'm dating. So I, okay. I wouldn't say that I'm in like another relationship with mm-hmm. anyone else at this point. Um, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I, like, I'm, I've just recently started seeing someone that I've gone on multiple dates with. So I, I imagine that that'll, you know, continue on this way, but we'll kind of see. Um, right. I was dating someone for a year, uh, last year and it was kind of funny because he was, he had like five or six people that he was seeing. And I was like, that is a lot of people. That's like very impressive yeah. time management skills to be able to yeah, see that all is. these No sleep. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. You got to be an amazing person to juggle. And that basically was also going to be like, one of my questions was like, I'm not a juggler. Like, well, first of all, I can't lie. So like, I basically could get caught like lying. You know what I mean? But now that you had already said that for this type of relationship to work, you do have to be honest and communicate like with everybody. Um, I don't really know how that would work for me because I'm not a great communicator. I would have to find like other partners that were better at communicating. And I don't know, like obviously you don't want to date the same person that like your spouse is or that you're dating. So is it almost like you're dating, you're connecting with somebody that like you don't get from your spouse, you know what I mean? Like qualities within your spouse. So now I'm, I want this part too. Like, let me, he, he can communicate better than he can. So like, I'm going to be with him for communication and like this, you know, type of, of, uh, I don't know, connection versus what I get over here. Is that kind of? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, one of the kind of nice things about polyamory is this idea that one person can't be everything for you right so we can and it's kind of like accepting that um I mean my spouse jokes he's like oh yeah go date people who will dance with you (laughs) you know like like that like that's one of his jokes that he has and like it's it's it seems like very sort of silly things like that but it is kind of fun to be able to date different people who have different interests because then you can do different types of things with them um and I I like that and you know, it was really interesting to when my spouse and I decided to um, open up our relationship and, and date other people as well, because we really like this idea of being able to connect with other people. And I think that yeah. so often when we're in 
a, a serious or committed romantic relationship, when you're monogamous, it's really easy to not want to, um, can, like, not want to have, like, you're almost careful about being friends, you know, if you're straight with the opposite sex because you don't want to get yeah. too close because it might turn into something. And we right. always thought that that was really unfortunate because if you get along really well with someone, then you almost have to, like, put a halt to it. So it's right. a really lovely experience to then be able to connect with people who have totally different, like, life experiences and backgrounds and be able right. to, like, learn about different people's points of view. And I really like that aspect of it. I think that I would like that aspect of it, too. But it comes to the point where I feel like everybody has some sort of jealous fucking bone in their body. Like, I'm one of them. Um, so... I mean, the mind and your own mind is, like, the number one killer of a lot of relationships because, you know, you assume different things. Like, assumptions will kill relationships if you're not 100% communicating correctly, like, with each other. So um, if you do find somebody, I feel like, in the situation that does not communicate well, I would just always think that, like, all right, you're doing stuff, but I'm not aware of, like, what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like... And how, how does that, like, how do you overcome jealous situations? Like, like, do they have a better relationship than, like, me and you? You know what I mean? Now I want to, you know, like, now all of this stuff is going to go in my head that, like, what are you guys doing that, like, you only hung out with me, like, this amount of time this week or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's definitely an issue. And I've really found, like, I used to always consider myself a fairly jealous person. Um, yeah. and often my jealousy was around, I didn't mean to take a pic- fa- uh, photo. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I was trying to move it. I'm what like, oh, man, I guess I'm taking a picture now. Jeez. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, like it's, jealousy is an interesting thing. When we, when my spouse and I decided to do this, um, it came to me, it, it became a really interesting thing because I started looking at jealousy and I realized that for myself, my jealousy is rooted in not knowing where the other person stands. So yeah. often like jealousy is really a symptom of something else and it's not something to be afraid of. It's just something to sort of look at and see, okay, what's going on here? Like where is sort of my issue? So for me, I've actually found that I have had very little, basically non-existent jealousy so far with my spouse because I do feel very secure about where we are and where we're headed and all of that. Um, I did have to, I did have to work through some jealousy with um, the person I was dating for a year. There were some issues that I had to work through with that. And I realized that it was because I didn't always know exactly where we stood and how exactly he, he felt about me. So yeah. I had to actually communicate with that and, and communication can be really hard. Polyamory definitely highlights all of your communication issues that you never realized that you had before. Like I did not realize how bad of a communicator I am in my relationships until this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, that's like what I was saying earlier when I was like looking this up, like to, you know, prepare to talk to you today. Like it seemed like everything that I read was basically communication, communication, communication. And I have come to the realization with my own self before this episode that like, 
I'm I'm a boisterous person, but being boisterous is totally different than being able to communicate effectively. And I have looked at previous relationships that I've been with and the type of guys that they were, and they were always more of the communicators. You know what I mean? So once you get into a relationship that, like my relationship right now, I couldn't be in this setup, I don't think, because I'm not a great communicator and sometimes I don't get that back from him. So this would, this is where my mind would start going because I don't really know what you're doing. Like we're not, because we're not really good at always communicating effectively. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it would turn into like a screaming match for me. Like, bitch, where have you been? Like, why are you always with this bitch? No, 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 no. And it, I think it probably would just, that would be the end of it. Like, of our relationship. And then I'd probably have to go on and try it with somebody else. But, (laughs) um, (laughs) but, uh, how long have you and your spouse been in a relationship, uh, now? And like, from the point that you guys both sat down and decided like, this is what we're going to do. We've been together for 10 years, over 10 years. And we decided to do this about two years ago. Okay. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, about, yeah, about two years ago, we, uh, we decided to make this, this sort of change to our lifestyle. Okay. And did you see that it's, that has improved it or that it was better? You know, I was, it was really interesting because, um, our relationship has always been really fantastic and Mm -hmm. really stable and, Mm -hmm. um, very loving and everything's always been just great for us. Um, which I'm sure is probably why it took me this long to realize that I identify as polyamorous. Yeah. <laughs> that like this is yeah. actually part of, you know, who I am. And so I think that, you know, like while we've while we've had an open relationship over the last couple of years, um I don't know that there were like there wasn't really there wasn't anything in our in our relationship that we were trying to fix. You know, like okay. that was not, a, that's not what it was about at all. The interesting thing that's come out of it is that I think it has improved our communication skills in ways that um, I just wouldn't have expected. I always thought that we were really good at communicating and it mm-hmm. wasn't until we decided to open our relationship that I realized that it was much more about, we have always just been on the same page with absolutely everything. And mm-hmm. so we just haven't really had to um, deal with any sort of communication issues. So I find that my biggest communication issue is I'm always concerned about, you know, hurting someone's feelings or, you know, how they're going to react to something. So I mitigate that by not communicating. (laughs) And that becomes a problem. Yeah. That's exactly me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been, that's been really interesting. But I do think, you know, that so many, like I've, I've, had some really interesting conversations with people since mm-hmm. coming out as polyamorous and a lot of people are like oh that sounds great like I would love to do that because like this is the problem in my relationship and I'm like mm-hmm. mm, it's probably not the right fit for you if you're doing it right. because you have a problem in your existing problem. relationship like this this is not going to fix it you know it's like mm-hmm. when people have a baby or get a dog or something like that to like fix their relationship like that's not going to fix it right <laughs> so, yeah. right Right. It seems like it would make it worse. And like, again, it went back to like, 
reading how the whole thing like was and different people's like experiences and stuff it, a lot of it was like not like a like a fixed type thing like it's this is not a band-aid over you know a relationship that you're you're just trying all this thing all these things to see if you guys can you know stay together basically yeah you know what I mean? um so, but that brings me into you. There's got to be some sort of rules to this, like because I would need rules in life, like so, girl, you're gonna have to tell me about these rules because there's got to be some of them. Like, I mean, I can't with no rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so for us, like we kind of consider them like more an agreement or something mm-hmm. like that, rather than like hard and fast rules. Um, but we do have like a whole list that we actually sat down and wrote together. So it's like this shared Google doc so that we can like go in and, you know, refer to it as needed. A lot of it is very, um, I don't want to say common sense, but you know, kind of common sense sort of things. Mm -hmm. Um, like we have in there, you know, that, um, or, or things that I guess are obvious to, to us, like for our Mm -hmm. situation, Um, So a few of ours are things like, um, you know, practicing safe sex, really important. Um, Things like um, letting each other know basically as soon as possible once we, um, once it seems like we're actually going to be, you know, dating someone and that kind of thing. Right. Um, We have some boundaries around, like, my spouse works out of town for a large part of um, of the time, he's out of town for two weeks and then he comes home for a week. So one mm-hmm. of our boundaries is that I'm not to bring anyone to our shared home together um, yeah. because this is our space. So we have right. like some different things like that, which are really good. Um, and then one of the interesting ones that we have that I know, you know, some people don't have this um, in their polyamorous relationships, but... For me and my spouse, um, it was really important to us that we don't get a veto power against other people. So if one of us starts dating someone, the other like the other person can't say, "Well, no, you can't date them. I I don't want you to date them." Oh, okay. So that's important to us. But at the same time, one of the other things that we have in this Google Doc of ours is that we will um, really respect that we have each other's best interests at heart. And if someone mm-hmm. and if one of us thinks that the person that they're dating is not a good fit or that there's red flags or something like that, then we need to then you can listen discuss to it and, and step in. Yeah. So it's okay. really like a lot of that, again, that conversation and discussion piece and really listening to one another and seeing, okay, like, you know, this isn't, this person is exhibiting red flags or I don't feel comfortable with them for these reasons. And then the other person saying, okay, how can we work around this? Or how is this going to, how are we going to handle this right. type of thing? Um, and, okay, and like, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and that kind of thing hasn't, you know, so far, it hasn't been an issue. It's all been coming along really smoothly. Granted, we're only two years into this, so right. <laughs> who knows Good. what kind I of mean, things will come if you're, up. I mean, if you're, if you're in it for two years and it's going great, then, like, you guys are figuring <laughs> it out pretty successfully, I would yeah. say. Well, and it was so. really important to us to, like, plan this out ahead, you know, like, to prepare as much as possible for any eventuality. Right. So you want to you wanna get all your ducks in a row ahead of time in case right. of something coming up, right? So that's been really good. Right. Yeah. So you guys aren't like you're not meeting the other person really. You guys aren't double dating and like doing all of that, like are you? No. No, we okay. aren't. Um and we've talked okay. about that and I think I think it'll really depend on the 
on the individual themselves, you know, that we happen to be each dating and how serious it ends up getting, you know, and how long we're dating right. someone else. I mean, if I'm dating someone for multiple years and, you know, it's it's a we're like, you know, fairly committed to one another, I would I would really want my spouse to meet this other person who happens to be a big part of my life, right? right. And vice right. versa. I would really want to meet right. someone that he is um, seeing on a regular basis and who's a big part of his life. But right. that's one of the things that's kind of up in the air and we'll just sort of see how that goes when we get to that point. But in okay. the meantime, we're both like, mm, we're, we're kind of good with that's your life. That's, you know, it's right. just like if we had friends who the other person isn't really friends with, you know? Right. It's not yeah. really necessary to meet them. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Uh, I did read some some hating, uh, though, when I was doing this, and um, a lot of the hating on um, this type of relationship was, like, comparing it to like swinging or like being swingers or like cheating just all around the board. Or a lot of them are saying that like these people are, you know, just into like kinky shit and like kinky sex and stuff. But uh, (laughs) it doesn't seem after speaking thus far that it's like that. But how do you deal with, you know, the haters of the other side that are, they don't really get it. Yeah, I think that we often fear things that we don't understand, right? Right. And we, yeah, we make assumptions about things that have, that are based on our own, our own internal issues that have like nothing to do with the actual thing, which is always really interesting. It, but it's difficult. Yeah, it's, it's, it can be really challenging when people, sometimes people find out, you know, because I am very open about it. I say that I'm mm-hmm. polyamorous on all of my social media accounts. I mean, I write romance novels that are, the, t- the series is called Polyamorous Passions. Like I'm yeah. very yeah. out about it. And so sometimes the response is, yeah, that people are like, oh, like, yeah, you're into like some weird stuff. And like, yeah. you just like, you just like must have sex constantly. And like, this is your yeah. life. And I'm like, well, it's like, it's really interesting to me because it's really just about having multiple romantic relationships and Mm -hmm. people don't like people will happily talk about their one romantic relationship. And, but to them, it's like, Oh no, you can't have two because that's like so much weirder. And I'm like, well, that's just because we've been socialized to think we should only date one person at a time. So yeah, but it's like, this was also part of the reason why I started writing my romance novels because I really wanted to, um, to flip some, to flip the script, you know, and take yeah. some of these preconceived notions and assumptions and um, and carry someone down the path to show them that it's okay to right. to be polyamorous and that there's many different ways to do it. So I have right. um, there's like one character in one of the main characters in the books. Um, her and her and her husband decide to open their relationship, and um, they have like a really uh, she like a very conventional sort of relationship, right? Like they're really, you know, like they want all of the, you know, like the white picket fence type of um, concept. Um, Mm -hmm. And their sex life is like very extremely tame. So I wanted to show that like you can have like a polyamorous relationship without it being this wild thing. And then I have another main character who is on the complete opposite spectrum, right? And she is into the kink scene and all of this. So like, I really wanted to show that there's a lot of different styles of doing it and polyamory can be for everyone and anyone depending on Mm -hmm. your situation. So it doesn't need to be 
only for people who are, you know, outside of the mainstream or whatever it happens to be. Right. Which that, that makes sense. But how does that then differ from like being polygamous then? Because I feel like people confuse the two because they sound so closely fucking alike like that I was like, wait, what? Like this person is this person. You're with these perfect. Like you can marry this. And then, so it was like confusing because it seems like you can all be together like on it. It also is confusing because it seems like that's where like the kinky shit comes in. Like where, oh, okay. You guys are just having threesomes like all the damn time. You know what I mean? But which one is it? You know what I mean? Between the two, like, yeah. So polyamory is really uh, sirens go by outside my window. Um, polyamory is really about like, you know, the, the love and the relationships and that kind of thing. And, um, I find that it's, it's really about not having ownership over someone else. Whereas to me, and I mean, maybe someone else would interpret polygamy in a different way, but because polygamy is the practice of marrying multiple spouses, there's usually only one person who gets to marry other people and the other people can't be with other people, right? So it's it's very limiting and it's much more about, to me, again, it feels much more like ownership, whereas Mm -hmm. polyamory is much more, um, you know, freedom to act in your own ways within our, you know, agreed upon situation and, you know, everyone right. being practicing safe sex and all of that. Um, so it tends to be a little bit more about that side of it. And, yeah. you know, at the, on the other hand too, it is kind of funny because I've, I have had p- some people ask me like, well, is this basically swinging? And they're kind of like weirded out by it. And I'm like, well, it isn't, but at the same time, if everyone is consenting adults, then what's the problem with swinging? You know, just right. just like with anything right, exactly. to me, I'm very much like, it. What's the what's the issue? If everyone's consenting right. adults, if everyone wants to do it, then right. you know, go nuts, do your thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Test the waters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dig your you never toe know in it. You might love it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Honestly, that is true. Well, and then my thing is like, so I'm doing like this like sex series just. Uh, so I've done a couple episodes with, um, people that are instructors of like body sex classes that, you know, just to like shed light that like, it is a thing, like educate yourself on things before you're like, oh, I would never do that because the internet is honestly, it's the most scariest thing, but it's, it's not understood correctly, like either, because it's also leaving it open to your interpretation of the information that you're getting like oh I like for the body sex episode that like I did that was the most confusing thing researching but when she put it into perspective like for me there was definitely like a deeper rooted meaning behind masturbation classes for females you know what I mean like um same thing like here people I don't think express and talk about sex enough because it's such We've been, we've been trained that it's such like an inappropriate like topic to talk about that you should never talk about it, you know, like publicly or, you know, at dinner or, you know, even in your own relationship. If you do, you're, you're like ousted as the slutty kinky chick that like is obsessed with will sex. Will fuck everybody. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's not like that. Like it's, it's just the, you know, education part about it. And like, 
fit in where you get in. Like, you know what I mean? If, if that's what you want to do, then, then do it. Um, that's just my personal like take on it. So when I, I wanted to, you know, talk to you about it, just because I was like, oh, she's like a kick-ass like chick, like just writing books, like you know about it. But it's also like your books are educating people on what exactly it is, versus, you know, there are these actual sex books that are explicitly explaining, you know, you having threesomes or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Well, and I think it's so interesting. Like the more that we are open about talking about sex and our own sexuality um, or just sexuality in general, the more that we're going to enjoy sex and the more mm-hmm. that we're going to um, like imp- increase body positivity and body love and self-love, right? Exactly. And mm-hmm. really like get past feelings of shame, these internal feelings of shame that we weirdly have about our bodies and sex and all these things. And then it also gives an opportunity to deepen your connection with you know, with part your partner or your partners or whoever it happens to be. So exactly. yeah, I'm I'm really big on like if we can if we can open dialogue more in general about sex positivity and you know that kind yeah. of thing. It's it's there's something really good about that. There's something very beautiful about that because it does um, connect us more to to ourselves. And we like yeah. you can learn so much more about yourself by being open to hearing about it and talking about it and all of that exactly yeah Yeah. well you're uh i was reading that you are a um burlesque dancer as well which is a it's looked upon to be like a very sensual sexual you know dance like or a form of dancing which i just started like taking these pole dancing classes nice and girl they are they are hard so So hard they they are very hard so uh, I wanted you to share a little bit about like how your experiences and how long have you been doing like burlesque dancing like because it's 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 dope as fuck like I looked it up and I'm like this is amazing she is so cool like, <laughs> <laughs> oh I love burlesque dancing um, I've been doing it for about three years now and it is really wonderful because um, I mean for one thing you're just moving your body in a different way than you would ever do right like dance in general I think is really good for that so it keeps you active but um we perform the group that I dance with um we perform on stage multiple times a year um we've done like these sort of concept music videos um Mm -hmm. and you're dancing in your lingerie essentially you know on stage in front of a crowd of people and it's so and so incredible how much um, it really helps you to be much more comfortable in your own skin, and it mm-hmm. really uh, forces you to question a lot of assumptions that you have mm-hmm. about your own body and, you know, why, again, there's like some shame around showing different aspects of our body and why we might dislike one part but not another. And so it's really about like getting much more comfortable in your own skin, um, improving confidence just across the board, and then mm-hmm. it's just being absolutely wonderful so so beautiful how many amazing friendships I've made through these dance classes you know and and all of us like kind of growing together in our confidence and our self-love and all of that which is which is super lovely and it's just so much fun it is like the most fun class like badass sexy chicks like all at the same time because it essentially is like it's a it's a very sexy thing and I kind of think that 
that and like pole dancing and like you know stripping are all in one but again mm-hmm. they're all separately they're separated differently I mean one you're taking like your clothes off but it's still I love strip clubs like yeah. I I think I talk about strip clubs like a lot on my podcast so I think everybody <laughs> is like she is obsessed with stripping like but it, but it's not it's not like the the creep part about it it's just that like I think women are like beautiful creatures. Like mm-hmm. I think that we're fucking awesome, and just seeing that, you know what I mean? It, it makes you appreciate like being like a woman and like shit that like we go through. You know what I mean? Like, and it's also hard as hell. So it's like you're doing this, you know, you're doing this form of dancing while looking sexy as shit, but you know how hard it is to do it. And I have been learning that as I've been doing these pole classes every week and I'm like I don't know why (laughs) I thought that I could do this but I'm loving it right now but not really you know so I have a better respect for you know the females that are amazing at it but I just like this is just a check off the off the list for me well, and you discover so many muscles you didn't even know you had, right? Like, yes. I did pole dancing just for a few months one time. Yes. And, it, yeah, like, that is that is next level. That is really yeah. cool that you're doing that because that is yeah. really freaking hard. Yeah. <laughs> but it yes, is, it like, is. one of the things that I love so much about burlesque is how anyone can do it, you know? Yeah. like. Any age, any like body type, all of these different things. And it's so, it's so cool and incredible. And, and again, yeah, like you said, it's beautiful. Like women's bodies Mm -hmm. are just amazing. The human body in general is just amazing. And it's so beautiful to be able to see and to see like the incredible things that people can do with their bodies. And like, oh, I just, I love it. I think it's, it's so fascinating. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very fun to watch. Yeah. It is very very fun to watch like so I'm all about it um tell me like a little bit more about your novels and like how you how you got into it like are you writing now currently are we gonna be looking for you know a couple more books come in yeah um I started writing this series polyamorous passions uh about six months after my spouse and I decided to open up our relationship and um, it was, it was really lovely because, you know, I've always sort of talked about, I've always like done a little bit of creative writing on the side, but I'd never published anything before. And so my spouse was like, you know, say again, it's, I think it's time. Like you have a story to tell and you want to tell more people about polyamory. So now's a good time to just, you know, just do it, just write these books. And I was like, that's a good point. One. And so much of it for me is that, when I realized that I identify as polyamorous, I was like, oh my God, like I'm almost 30 and I did not realize this about myself for right. so long because it's not in, it's not in mainstream media or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, I was just, I was floored by it. And I thought if we can tell more stories through fiction mm-hmm. about these different relationship styles and lifestyles, then it's like a safe space for people to learn about it. And to consider it for themselves or to or to help at least normalize it and reduce all this right. stigma around it. So right. that was really why I wanted to start writing these books. And so the Polyamorous Passion series is a series of nine romance novels. They're all like sort of contemporary romantic comedies. 
and um, they're kind of split into basically three tr- three trilogies. And so each trilogy follows a different best friend. So there's these like three best friends who are the, sort of the main characters. Yeah. And so it's kind of their journey, their progression of each discovering polyamory on their own. So, yeah, so one of them, um, for books one to three, it follows Emma's story. So she's in love with these two men and she wants to date them both. And they're like, you can't do that. And so she has to like overcome that hurdle and and see if they're interested in having this type of situation. Um, books four to six follow Helen. And so she is getting married to someone when she realizes that she want that she actually falls for her wedding photographer so that's a whole thing um and then book seven i'm just in the process of writing right now so book seven to nine follows scarlet and she's actually a professional burlesque dancer um and so it sort of follows her story she's had this unrequited crush for years and then this other guy steps into her life and so she uh she looks into that and yeah decides to explore that and it's going to be fun. It's forced proximity yeah. and enemies to lovers and fake relationship. All of my favorite romance tropes. <laughs> I love everything about that. <laughs> that, is, that is so amazing. Like, and I love the, uh, I love the fact that, you know, it ties them all together because they also are friends. So, yeah. so you also have the relationship, I'm sure, in there with them too. So. Well, and, and yes, so much of it is like, if it's really about their story, right? Like it's so much about female friendship and like positive, supportive women, like connecting with one another and like, you know, them, like they'll have their moments of butting, butting heads and being like, why are you doing this to that person? Like, why are you trying to force your two, like, why are you trying to make these guys date you at the same time? Like, leave them alone. And like, right. and then that person's yes. like, oh, wait, no, I actually, I also identify as polyamorous. So now I see where you're coming from. Like, it's, so it's, it's interesting, like how they each get there on their own and they all have like different value sets and, you know, some of them are more conventional. Some of them are really outside the box. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's good to be able to explore that in different ways and look at it from the relationship standpoint as a whole. It was so funny because my spouse just started reading my books after like he, he hadn't read them before. I wouldn't give them to him. I was like, no, I feel like so weird about you reading my books. And he's like, say, can you let me read your books? So I was like, okay. And he's been really enjoying them. But one of the first things that he said to me was, he was like, I thought there would be more sex. He's like, this is all about relationships and communication. And I was like, it's polyamory. <laughs> exactly. He's like looking for the sex part too, though. He's like, okay, but it's not like we don't have sex. Like, yeah. It's all very, I do a lot of like fade to black sort of situations. Okay. So yeah. getting people in the moment and then I move along. But there'll, there'll be more sex in the later books. But I just haven't Yes, to the sex books. There. Yeah. <laughs> All the smuttiness. <laughs> All the smuttiness. You know, you gotta get got you gotta get the relationship part like out of the way and you know, you gotta set the stage so when, you know, you do bring out like all of the smuttiness, you know exactly like, you know, where it's coming from. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Sagan, I love this. I like love you. I think that you are a badass female, like, and I thank you so much for coming on here today to talk to me. Uh, I definitely learned a lot. You put a lot of things into perspective for me as far as differences and um, a lot of my own assumptions you have you have buried and, and killed because I thought it was a lot about, you know, just 
sex, which I think a lot of people did too. You know what I mean? So um, thank you for being open and honest and sharing that with us. So, uh, but tell everybody where they can find you um, and like your social medias and and books and all of that. Cause you got a lot going on. Like you have workshops, workbooks, um, you got a lot going on, which I love, which makes it even more badass, I think, because you're also juggling two partners too. Like you can juggle two partners and then still, you know, have this, this huge empire of things that you're doing. Yes, all the things. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, if you want to find out about my books, um, you can search Polyamorous Passions or Sagan Morrow on basically any ebook store, or you can just go directly to my website, saganmorrow.com slash books. Um, I also talk about the actual process of writing the books and how that's kind of unfolded um, and the entire behind the scenes journey of being a self-published author in my podcast, Indie Author Weekly. Um, so again, you can search Indie Author Weekly on any podcast platform or visit saganmorrow.com slash podcast. Um, I spend a lot of time on Twitter and Instagram at saganlives. And if you're curious about, yeah, how I juggle all the things and do all of this as a multi-passionate creative, because I also teach people about productivity and I'm also a freelance writer, um, then you can learn all about that at my website in general, saganmorrow.com. I have blog posts on the topic and online courses and a couple of business books and a lot of free resources, all the things. Yes, just straight boss bitch you are. I love it. I love it. Thank you again, Sagan, and cheers. Thank you so much. (laughs)